Welcome to the Blackcast. It is I, Christian Blatt, on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Joined by the one, the only, Captain EO at Jeff Duray. Twitter, Instagram, no Snapchat, right? That's not for you. Uh, I have one, but, but I don't know why anyone would. I don't ever use it, so. Because no, you're not me. at the stage in your life where no. you're sending dick pics and anymore? Plus, that's kind of like Snapchat. I feel like that's going to give people my phone number, and I'm not giving that shit out. You're not down with that? No, <laughs> no, no, you're not about no. that. No, Miriam didn't get Snapchat, did she? I don't think so. I hope not. Uh, but <laughs> we're honored to be joined by Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks. Coltrane, the uh, Coltrane Leaks account is uh, it's hemorrhaging spam bots. This is a this is a problem. I'm very concerned. I know that you don't tweet much, but what can we do to get you're down to eight thousand three hundred and thirty nine followers? You had like twenty thousand at one point, right? I actually think I had more than that. I think I had closer to twenty five. Well, see, that's that that makes this this even more alarming. Listen, I I have no I have nothing to like actually back it up or anything, but I just assumed that someone thought it was funny and like you know bought a bunch of spam bots for me, so. I, you know, as far as it goes, like, I have no idea. But you know what? I, uh... <laughs> this shows you that spam bots are just as needy as actual women. They need you to call. They need you to write. You got to take the spam bots out to dinner. And then when you don't, they're like, fuck you. I'm unfollowing you. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's what it's all about. But. Oh, and, and by I the mean... way, we're teasing everyone. We're not saying that women are all annoying. We're just saying spam bots are annoying. I think that if there's an uprising of spam bots against us, well, then that's my fault for uh, antagonizing antagonizing them. Uh, not with us, Will Sterling, Agent Starling, at Will Sterling underscore. Man, is it possible that the Will Tourage just left us all behind? We were such vocal supporters and big proponents of the Will Tourage. And now it's like the Will Tourage is only made up of his hip-hop dance buddies. Do you feel like that's an accurate assessment, Coltrane? Well, seeing as I am not like actually on the ground, I uh, I don't uh, I don't really know. I don't know like you know how the how the gang all hangs out. So I'm not uh, privy to that information. It, but if you say so, then it's, it's entirely possible. It's yeah. very fractured. Like Jeff and I will do stuff together. Uh, will and I will do stuff together. But, uh, you know, it, it's not easy to get the whole gang together. Do you think that if I wear a backwards painter hat and overalls, Will will want to hang out with me again? A hundred percent. I will not want to hang out with you, but Will will be much more excited. But that's hip-hop, bro. That, that is hip-hop, bro. <laughs> Neon colors. Uh, while we're pimping accounts to follow, of course, at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. That's the Twitter we're the Blackcast on Facebook, or the Facebook, if you will, and of course, Blackcast.com. Coltrane, one of my favorite things about having you on the Blackcast as a founding member of the Blackcast, a you are on the Mount Rushmore, Mount Blackmore? No, that sounds dirty. Hmm. Mount Castmore also sounds dirty. I'm not quite sure, but. We get to go through a lot of studies. A lot of these studies are performed by the Institute of DailyMail.co.uk. True. A study that came to my attention about a week ago was a new study finds that in recent years, people are having sex nine fewer times a year than they did in the late 90s. Coltrane, I ask you first... Do you feel like this is accurate for your own life? No, but being 
like perfectly honest. I don't know. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Nineties. I don't. Yeah. I. I. I'm trying to think. Cause like late nineties, there was like there was a period of girlfriend, and then I was in college, so I was doing pretty well then. I mean, for me personally, I don't know. I, it's not something that I would say is that noticeable. Jeff, you were like 11 in the late 90s, so you were getting way more ass back then, right? For sure. You said this was nine less times per year? Per year, yeah. It's not that many. Isn't that like the most nominal difference ever? Out of 365, (laughs) you have nine less. I guess the average came out to nine less times a year. What I want to know is like what kind of a percentage decrease was this? Like were a bunch of people at 99 and went down to 90? So what I think it is, is that it's not actually the way I asked it, which I was just more interested in creepy asking about everybody's own bedroom habits. It's just an average people in general are having sex less than people in general were in the late 90s. I just don't feel well, like that's I, true I at would, all. You know what? I would also like add, does that take into account that there are sometimes maybe there's more blowjobs than, than less blowjobs? <laughs> like. Sometimes, like, the, the types of sex get counted differently. Some people are like, hey, butt stuff is sex, and then some people are like, it's not. So maybe there's just different definitions here, so that actually, like, skews the number. I think I'd have to, like, I'd have to know a little bit more about this information before I actually can get a full picture. But, I, you know, there's, there are a variety of factors that could contribute in any way to this. I just don't feel like that's true because I feel like we live in an age where, like, casual sex is super easy to find i'm now seeing like tv shows talking about tinder and stuff to the point where i'm like yes four years ago this was relevant no it is interesting (laughs) that that tinder is now like so much more mainstream and understood that i feel like people have moved on from it i know there's something called bumble out there right Mm -hmm. now which is what the the girl it's like it's like a sadie hawkins dance basically she has to talk to you first yeah so you can't like basically it's to avoid the like hey baby want to see my dick which if i can't do that online (laughs) i i have no reason to even have the internet if i can't just text random women and say hey baby want to see my dick i actually got on bumble i mean that's why they invented the internet right yeah that's exactly that's why al gore invented the internet because he wanted to send masseuses pictures of his dick what were you gonna say jeff i actually got on bumble like well before anyone else i knew had ever heard of it because i had heard of it in um it was some show i was doing and they were like talking about oh this brand new app by these people called bumble and i got on it and it was just filled with beautiful girls and like i don't know what it's like now i'm sure there's still like plenty of girls on there but uh, a trick that they do to a lot of people is the first like tons of profiles that you see are just like fake models oh. that they that you can like say yes to but they pop up for basically everybody and you will never match with them and they will never talk to you because they're not real it's just to kind of like hook you in like wow this kind of like caliber woman is on here like yes sir <laughs> you know <laughs> sign me up and, and so so i don't believe that there's le- like people having sex less time we have we had that whole discussion about netflix and chill which is do you want to come over and have sex without pretense like how can we be having less sex when we are more openly just saying like come over and have sex well i think it's referencing what coltrane was saying that maybe they are defining it differently Hmm. where as men i think look if we nut it counts you know so it's like you know (laughs) she may not have even been able to get naked yet and i'm like oh i'm done that counts check you know that's a new notch in the belt not that that has happened to me but i hear it's happened to a lot of other people bujanski but you know we don't know these things oh who are we kidding he's always too drunk to be able to get it up um 
<laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think it is interesting. I do think that it just seems so much more sexual now. And look, not very long ago, we talked about how millennials are having sex before the first date. So yeah. how, you know, how are they having less sex nine less times a year than if they are having sex so early? So it doesn't it doesn't add up for me. I, feel I guess like this was a phone survey. So it's like, oh, are only they, the people over how, 90. How many times are you having? Yeah, they only called landlines. <laughs> huh? How many times do I what? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I was at nine. Now I'm at zero. But what I do wonder is. Is there less inclination for long-term couples? I'm not even talking about, you know, oh, you get married and this happens. When at the end of a long day, you get into bed, do you both go for your phones to catch up on all the social media and maybe even look at emails? Maybe you got work to do legitimately. It's not all frivolous. And by the time that's over, it's like, well, fuck, I don't want to fuck. You know, and I don't know if that happens. It's just sort of I'm wondering if that's the one thing I thought when I saw this, that the only explanation well, could be that our technology goes everywhere with us. And maybe we're just just we don't think of it first. And by the time where maybe you could go to, uh, I believe they call it Pound Town. Before you could go to Pound Town, you're already in like Farmville. Even though I know people don't really do Farmville anymore, I just wanted to use the name of another town. What were you going to say, Coltrane? Another possibility here is like, yes, everyone wants to just like Netflix and chill, but that also precludes a lot of actual relationships. So people are, aren't actually going out. And like usually, like if you are, I don't know, if you're in any kind of you know, reasonable relationship, like you're actually, you're together a lot. And so you're actually having a lot of sex. Whereas if you're just like doing random hookups, like, yeah, sure. Like sometimes it's going to work out and then other times it's not going to work out as much. So maybe like Monday through Friday, like things aren't working out as well. But then on the weekend you hook up or like maybe you hook up on a Tuesday, but you don't you're, you don't hook up again until a Friday or something. Whereas if you're in a relationship and you're seeing someone every day, you're more likely to just actually like be banging every day. So that's that's a possibility, too, because people are less actually connected as far as like you know relationships go because everyone's just connected through like their devices and stuff so i guess that's possible as well that just there's fewer actual relationships so maybe yeah it's like everyone can just like hook up for sex quickly but it doesn't mean that it always happens it just means that everyone knows that that's what you want to do but it doesn't mean that that you just are able to do it every day i figured it out the answer is people are going to prostitutes less because now we have good internet connection, so you can just watch some porn. Look, porn it. It, porn has never been easier to access. It's true. But I feel like that would account for men. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that women don't watch porn. I understand that. But I do know that it's not as important a part in a lot of women's lives. All right. I'm not I'm not I don't think I'm overgeneralizing to say that. And women, if you're a woman who loves porn, please tweet directly at Coltrane Leaks. Because he'll check it often enough. <laughs> he checks it often enough that he will definitely get that message. Uh, Coltrane, I feel like you're not somebody that's a big fan of the selfie stick. But if a young lady is using the selfie stick so that she can show you her uh, unclothed form, I feel like you'll allow it in that instance. Absolutely true. Uh, I love when chicks take naked pictures. I'm a big fan of it. So anytime they want to send them to me, I'm down. And that is one to grow on. <laughs> but... You know, look, we try to help. Look, we've talked many times in the podcast. We're lovers of love, and we want everybody to be in love. Coltrane just wants somebody to love. Sometimes 
for longer than others. But, you know, look, love is love, you know? Sometimes there's, like, drive-by love that, you know, two, three hours later is like, well, I loved that, but... Did you have you have you seen that uh, that my my the true love of my life has been giving a lot of interviews lately? Have I you, ha- have you been been aware of this? I have been aware of this, and I did want to talk to you about that. If you would like to <laughs> dive in on the one and only, uh, it, so is Casey Anthony still just as hot to you as she always was? Because the clo- the quote that I saw was that she still doesn't know what happened to her daughter. So is that the kind of what, and, deniability? What and she said OJ is innocent. Well, I mean, I, I mean if, if I drowned this, her, this, this girl's done research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Je- Jeff said, if I drowned her, this is how I did it. And but as for OJ, we all know OJ's innocent. I mean, that's ridiculous, Stephen. Like, that's the most sensible thing she's ever said. The simple fact, clearly, that OJ's innocent. We can move on from that. Are you aware that clearly. our mayor is the son of the man? whose office blew the O.J. trial? Garcetti, yeah, Gil Garcetti, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that FX show, yeah. Have you heard of O.J. Simpson, Orenthal James? He Orin- was this football player who <laughs> murdered his wife. Allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. Come on. The real killers are the ones who murdered uh, Ron and Nicole. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot it was actually a the police conspiracy. The real killers are still out there. What if the, Mark Furman really OJ's did kill Nicole and this really, it really all was a big setup and we're all just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. you say, Orenthal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, Juice. <laughs> um, well, then I would say that Mark Furman would qualify for the Legion of Doom if he was able to pull something off like this. It's it's very much like the whole making a murderer thing, yeah. where that guy it's like on one hand there's zero forensic evidence whatsoever that this woman was in this bedroom, but he totally murdered and tortured her and has an IQ of seventy. Yeah, but also is a perfect forensic expert and knows how to remove every single piece of evidence from a room. Sounds yeah. I, I mean, we should probably not go down that road because that dude is definitely guilty and he definitely did it. And they, the documentary filmmakers left out so much shit because they were trying to make, trying to prove their case. I said that when and I first all, saw it. Most yeah, of what yeah. they said was bullshit. Yeah, Jeff was talking about that. I, I still haven't seen it, and I won't see it at this point, only because people have talked about it so much. I'm already convinced from what I would read about it. I'm like, okay, so this guy did it. And I think I saw a picture of him, and I, I was looking at him. I'm like, okay, yeah, he looks like a murderer. But <laughs> here's the thing. Murderers... Are, are not something that we like to talk about favorably on the black cast. However, someone who is accused of a crime and happens to be hot is right and in acquitted. Col- and acquitted. And acquitted. Right in Coltrane's wheelhouse. So, we this does bring <laughs> us to Casey Anthony. There's a few things that she said. Hit it and acquit it. Hit it and acquit it. She, she doesn't know. <laughs> Apparently, that's what her lawyer did. I, oh! Oh! And, and yeah, Casey, Col- Coltrane is ready for you to acquit his... No, see, I was just going to say... I was going to be so overly descriptive, and I, I feel like there has to be a line to I not... I can't cr- acquit on you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just Catherine say... Brings it back. Let's just say, if, if Coltrane fits, you must acquit. That's Ooh. what we'll say to Casey like Anthony. So I she, like it. A few things that she said. One, that she still doesn't know what happened to uh, her daughter. She, two, sleeps very well at night. 
And that drove Nancy Grace crazy. So that kind of doesn't bother me that she says that. I mean, it's horrific in some level. But she also sleep at night with Ambien, like most adults. <laughs> like, most, like most adults. And <laughs> she also says, Coltrane, this is probably the part that jumps out at you. She said it would be dumb to have another kid. So, I mean, that, that yeah, part was, is clearly was, behind her. <laughs> yeah, she said something like, I don't know if I'd be crazy enough to have another kid, or I wouldn't be stupid enough to have another kid or something, or I don't know if I'd be stupid enough to have another or, kid. Or I don't think I'd get away it with it again. Better. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. She's, I'm, not, or, I'm not OJ. I, I'm yeah. not going to, like, roll the dice twice. You know, yeah, she's, like yeah, she's not going to kick in a hotel room in Vegas to get her bobbleheads back and her Heisman Trophy, <laughs> which, oddly, she has a Heisman kick Trophy. Kick in the door, wave yeah. in the 4-4. <laughs> Yesterday was the 20-year <laughs> anniversary of uh, Big Papa's. Shooting. Well, that wasn't yesterday. That was a few weeks ago yeah, or a month ago or like a year ago that, or something. I don't that remember. That other date. That other day. Other but it's been ago. 20 years yeah. since since that happened. Right. You know, on the uh, one of the shows I work on, The Tomorrow Show, we had Suge Knight Jr. on. Oh, wow. And uh, whatever you think about Suge Knight, you have to take into consideration, you know, his son is still his son. Mm-hmm. And he's not, be, like, his family's not allowed to visit him. He can only talk to lawyers. He's not allowed to, you know, he's in lockdown, solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that Vanilla Ice had that kind of pull over the legal system that he's able to get Suge Knight in solitary for dangling him out a window 30 years, 25 years ago. Or whatever. I what? think it was because he killed <laughs> Eazy-E with AIDS. <laughs> uh, that might be why. There's actually, that's, that's a, a theory? legitimate theory. That, that what, he that had Shug someone... Knight, like, got it from like a needle, like a heroin needle from like some junkie. And, and like, he gave Eazy-E it. AIDS. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's rough. I mean, I mean you hear a lot of terrible things like about... That's, that's entirely possible. I would just think that it would that it would have probably come from, like, some, like, junkie, like, uh, some junkie woman with, with that had gotten it from a needle and then slept with him because that dude was banging it's, everything that Exactly. Moved. That's so why... So that I would see as opposed to, you know, just directly, but... I mean, it's nice, but who knows? It's it's the same kind of thing as, like, Tupac's Alive, except I think this one's a lot more plausible because one person was, you know, very publicly murdered, and the other is, like, a very plausible story in which a sadistic, murderous, as we know, person did something that he would absolutely have had access to at that time. Also, I'm pretty sure that Mark Furman helped Suge Knight <laughs> get the vial of mm-hmm. AIDS. Yeah, it, so it all comes back together uh, in in this universe that we're talking about. All out in Wisconsin. So another thing that Casey Anthony said, <laughs> bringing it back to uh, one of Coltrane's true loves, Casey Anthony said that her daughter would, quote, be a badass if she were alive today. Um, like a badass rocker chick or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that sucks. If she was going to be so badass, you probably shouldn't have killed her, allegedly. But, uh, Coltrane, <laughs> I, I want to give you the floor. I want to give you this forum because we know that Casey Anthony is a fan. She's a subscriber. Uh, oddly enough, she only listens on SoundCloud. She's not an iTunes person. Mm. She doesn't like Apple. <laughs> uh, it's just a thing. I, I don't know. She, she's a big proponent of SoundCloud. Your thoughts on how do you feel about Casey Anthony now than say compared to say you did a year ago, two years ago, right when you first fell in love with her? You know, you tell take us through your love story with Casey Anthony. I'll definitely say this: I feel as though she's still surprisingly hot, and it definitely has to do with the uh, crazy eyes because I clearly have a thing for uh, chicks with crazy eyes because that's sort of a I don't know it's a, it's a Coltrane thing. But, I mean, it, she had to wait a certain amount of time, like, for the public to hate her and all that stuff. 
But then it's like, you know, slowly, like over the, over the last couple of years, it's been like a story here, a story there. She's got to eventually live her life. She has to be able to, like, come out of the shadows so that she can eventually cross paths with Coltrane so that we can meet up and she can not have any more babies, but we can have fun trying. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this is all part of her master plan, and I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I think you like anyone that has a master plan, you know, and if it happens to be a little diabolical, look, if everything comes up Coltrane, then no harm, no foul, I guess, except, you know, to the child that was allegedly murdered. But we should talk about the fun side of this, which is her crazy eyes. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> my thoughts are that uh, I got a couple things. One, uh, I believe that Coltrane's favorite thing is that when he's receiving a BJ, he wants to look them in the eyes and really have to wonder, are they going to bite it off? <laughs> Those would be crazy no. eyes, by the way. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, and uh, two, I was going to say, um, I heard that Coltrane's favorite new book is like mine something uh some awesome manifesto of sorts uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll have to look up the title of that and we'll we'll post it I, though i i think there's a new edition with a forward by steve bannon it's a joke oh. calm down just jokes coming <laughs> jokes come in and you know if we're talking about casey anthony no one can get upset when we drag politics into it for a second. So, all right. So, Casey <laughs> Anthony, if if you got the text that was you up, question mark, your answer would be, hell's yeah, I'll be right there. True story. All right. I look, True I, story. I just needed and it's to not, know. And it's not that I'm thinking about looking to her eyes and thinking if she's going to bite it. It's like I'm looking to those eyes thinking, what is she capable of next? Giggity, giggity. Uh, true story. Uh, Coltrane's first wet dream actually happened right after the uh, breaking news of the Lorena Bobbitt case. <laughs> Yikes! Somehow we've really latched on. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel as though I feel as though you've taken you've taken something that is is truly a true love story for the ages, and you've turned it into something so vile that uh, I I don't quite understand. I mean, listen, this poor woman lost her child. Somehow, somebody's talking about me yeah. losing my penis. These are two <laughs> entirely different scenarios. One I care about, one I care less about. <laughs> Look, I think that I think that says it all. Uh, in all honesty, uh, who are some of the other rogues gallery? Hashtag of, just kidding. Hashtag just yeah, get these hat, out there for the people. You know, that's why we I'm put not this a stuff out. Hearted monster. Yeah, we're, I just like her now that she's saying she's not stupid enough to have another kid. Yeah. That look, I think that there's a lot of women that if they said that, you'd become more interested. You know, maybe not interested enough to uh, get things done, but it, you know, it, it immediately piques your interest, Coltrane. True story. So, who are some of the other members of the Rogues Gallery of uh, you know less reputable ladies that uh, that you've you've enjoyed? You know, like the guy, the the girl who killed her boyfriend. I can't even remember her name right now. Uh, Judy Arias. How dare you, Jody? Jody, Jody Arias. Arias. And and how how is she how has she been? There uh, there actually has not been uh, not been much news about her lately. Um, so uh, I I'm unsure. I have not been able to uh, you know follow along too much. But um, you know yeah she uh, she is you know well she was convicted. I, 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 so I, you know Coltrane as we've stressed loves an acquittal. She was convicted. Jody Arias. True. The, on the on the flip side of that though, you're always going to know where she's at. So you got that going for you if you're, if you're like, you know, one of those people who's, 
who's always concerned about your ladies and like what's going on with them. Like at least, hey, you know where she is. She got that going for you, and you know. I mean, it's not like she's going to show up at your door now. So, I mean, you got that going for you, too. So, you know, I'm just saying, there's, there are pluses and minuses, pluses and minuses along the way. Uh, you know, um, uh, there, was, uh, there was Foxy Noxy, you know. Um, oh, Amanda Knox. Wait, Coltrane, did you oh, – yeah. uh, sorry, uh, Jeff had a thought on Jody Arias before we move on to Foxy Noxy. I was just going to say, whenever I think of that murder, I think of the scene from Silver Linings Playbook when he, like, comes home to find his wife in the shower with that dude and just goes, like, crazy and beats the shit out of him. I just imagine that's, like, her scene that she's hearing that Led Zeppelin <laughs> song in her head as she's, like, <laughs> cutting her uh, boyfriend's head off. I'm glad we went back in on that yes. <laughs> So, Foxy Noxy, I felt bad for her because Italy was like, okay, you can go home. And then they were like, oh, that really didn't go over well. We need you to, we need you back. Your thoughts on Foxy Noxy in the present day, and she couldn't possibly have done it, right? Well, I, the, the, see, the thing that makes her, you know, it, it's like she's there, but she's more on the periphery is I legitimately think that she, that it's possible she didn't do it. But she was definitely involved in, um, like, drugged-out sex games. So that is, that is in her favor. However, it, as, as I have paid attention to the trial, again, on the peripheries, it does actually seem like they finally figured out and did it. So, and it doesn't seem like it was her. But the, the thing that was always appealing about her was you always looked at her and thought, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, you... She kind of... You always thought she was capable. That's all. Yeah. You thought she was capable. Now, sometimes you look at at someone that's accused of something like this and, you know, and then there's proof and it can be really difficult to believe. You're like, no, there's no way. But with with Amanda Knox, you saw her. You saw those eyes. They weren't, you know, they weren't Jodi Arias eyes. But you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she she has it in her. She definitely could have. Yeah, I mean, like, you just, like, you're watching, it. I was paying attention to some of, like, her testi- testifying in, in uh, Italy, and she's speaking in Italian, which, you know, was, was great. That always works out. But it's like, you're just sitting there watching, and you're just like, I don't know, man. I, I've watched a lot of trials on TV at this point in my life, and I'm just saying she's not convincing <laughs> that she's innocent. But it does appear that, that they did find the, the, the real person, so... I'm going to uh, I'm going to give her the benefit of that and say that it was always nice that she was involved in drugged out sex games, which was good. But I will all I will say that the thing about her is that she is like uh, the women from a television show Intervention, where like before the intervention they're like really thin and hot, and then after the intervention when they get quote unquote healthy, like they're <laughs> you know less. I'm just saying like you know she's she's let herself go a little bit. You know, since the since the whole like uh, a, you know she's she's a free woman now and everything, eh, she's let herself go a little you, bit. So you're you're not you're not a fan. Out. You're not a fan of a woman who stress eats. Is that what you're saying? And look, it's been fairly stressful for her. Is that is that what you're driving at? Whatever it is, it's uh, she fell off the map a little bit. You know. You know? I think that you have some ideas for how you could help a woman under a lot of stress alleviate some of that tension. Do you have any ideas? Butt stuff. <laughs> ah, it was like it was like I was asking for it. Well, she was. But <laughs> the interesting thing about Amanda Knox, by the way, is that most people don't know this. But the reason that they were able to find the evidence that showed them who actually did it is that Mark Furman has an Italian cousin, and he, Marco Fermani. Marco Fermani, and he 
planted a bloody glove <laughs> that fit the guy. The, the, they the, got it right this time. Yeah, it must have been some black guy. He's like, he's like, wait, is this the right size? You know what? I'm gonna buy a couple pairs of gloves and then we'll we'll try them. That's how the Netflix documentary came across to me, where it was just like, oh yeah, this chick. Oh no, she didn't do it. It was some black guy. That's, that's that's how it came across because they they hardly go into who they think like the actual killer is other than just being like oh yeah and this like weird African guy was going around yeah. just murdering people might well, have been him unfortunately that is a defense that people feel like they need to use they're they're able to use and I'm sure it's worked plenty of times just be like. Yeah, I think some black guy did it. And they're like, oh, no, we're so sorry. Especially you know, in Italy, where they are definitely racist. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Like, you know, oh, ooh, yeah. one of and, those. And, and, and you grew up in Boston, so you know mm -hmm. racist. Ah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, but, wicked racist where I come from. They're, they're kind of proud of it, but, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, ESPN. <laughs> yeah. No uh, black I, athletes e will ever go to Boston. Ah. ESPN is actually something I want to talk with you about in a moment. But on a much more serious note, this is someone that we there's too much crazy in her eyes and we are not down with. That woman, Susan Smith, who tragically drowned her kids, you know, she like drove the car with them strapped into it into a lake. Her argument was some black guy took my car with my kids in it. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, I guess went to the police and it was in the press. And that is definitely a story that people were ready to buy. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, uh, yeah, but look at her. No, I think. Um, I think that, uh, oh, yeah, she's the devil. I and, mean, you know, sticking with that theme really quickly, uh, on the days when we all were together on the Dennis Miller show and we had the opportunity to interview Marky Mark, I wanted to point out that the song Wild Side that he did with, you know, when he was a famous rapper, yeah, uh, which was about the, which was primarily about the Charles Stewart case in Boston, actually completely blows up my, my whole ESPN argument because that was entirely the same thing. Hey, a black guy shot my pregnant wife. Every black guy in Boston was like rounded up, and then it's like, oh, this guy did it himself. He was, you know, it was an insurance thing, and then he killed yeah. himself. So, just saying, like, you know, uh, there's some some pluses, some minuses in my argument. Just oh, saying. hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah, a black guy shot my pregnant girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's awful. I'm gonna rap about it. And it, this this is one of those moments where we we miss Will because there's no. Marky Mark, like a Will Sterling Marky Mark. But I tried. You know, I, I'm going to give myself a, a B minus for effort. This is my impression of the Boston police for that case. Like, oh, we'll get all 10 black people in Boston. <laughs> Round them up. Yeah. Don't, don't have to go to the garden because, you know, at that point, you know, how many black guys were on the Celtics? It's a joke. Calm down. Uh, but anyway, you mentioned ESPN. And the thing that we've seen in recent weeks is that they're slashing payroll of some of their more recognizable people. And they had a massive staff layoff. I was reading a fascinating article about ESPN how they overspent astronomically on sports television rights, specifically the NBA, mm -hmm. because I, you know, I mean, I think that baseball doesn't charge that much. Now, the NFL, you spend a shit ton of money on, but you feel pretty confident that you make your money back. I think that they got hosed on that NBA deal. And as you look at it, they continued to spend to get these exclusive rights to sports, but now. Less people have cable. People don't subscribe year-round. You're able, on some systems, you're able to just cross off the tier that has ESPN on it. And they have already you know, lost like billions of dollars, and they are going to lose more. And at some point, 
Disney's not going to be too happy about that. Uh, I do think that one of the things that have turned people off, there's a couple major things with ESPN. One, you have an MLB network, you have an NFL network, you have an, an NBA and an NHL. I don't know which one of those I said twice, but you know, all the real sports have their own network. And NBC Sports, I don't think it costs as much on your cable system, and they have a lot of hockey and, and soccer from around the world. Football with a U, if you were. So I Fox think Sports One. They, Fo- Fox Sports One. They've actually been gaining a lot of um, credibility, and uh, after they kind of poached uh, Wiley and um, what's his face, Skip Bayless, I think it was. Yeah. For that that new show, that's I mean that's kind of a killer to ESPN because I, as somebody who's kind of been plugged into the sports uh, entertainment game for a while, a big part of basically any media right now is like viral videos or, or just like stuff proliferated on the internet. And what I see primarily are videos of Skip Bayless and Marcellus debating whatever topic it is. It's a lot less now that they don't have the Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Those were always the videos that went around, right? Because Skip Bayless is good about like to, saying stuff. To I would just like to people. point out that. Uh, uh, hashtag Captain Neo over there is uh, can once again making a common misconception and keep confusing black guys because it is uh, Shannon Sharp that is uh, with uh, Skip Bayless. Marcellus Wiley's the last time I saw was still in fact on Sports Nation. You're right. Which you're is right. a terrible show. I was thinking of Jason watching. Whitlock. But, you know, I'm just saying. You know, yeah, you know. What, 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 he, what he's together. trying it. what he's trying to say is that Shannon Sharp <laughs> is the guy from the Marky Mark song. Yeah. And Mark Furman saw Shannon Sharp do that, and that's why Marky Mark has a song. I only but, acknowledge Sterling Sharp. Shannon is the inferior <laughs> of the brothers, so no. But to to that Shannon point, was a dick. <laughs> to the point that ESPN would never make a mistake like Jeff just did. And if Jeff worked for ESPN and he confused a couple of black guys, he'd be fired instantly. And I'm not even saying that it's okay. To be on air, you know, blackcast, anything goes when you think about the things that we've talked about in the last 40 minutes. But clearly anything goes here that, you know, including butt stuff, but, you know, not amongst each other. I'm just trying other. to cement how racist I am in yeah. this episode. Right. That's why I've been well, doing a because lot of like, Boston are, impressions and you are, terrible things to you say. Are, I mean, someone has to fill in for Liev. I was exactly. just going to say, as new Liev, which you've mm-hmm. been for more than two years now, mm-hmm. as new Liev, you're finally growing into your racist self. Yo, dude, let me show you this hot picture of my cousin. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, his cousin is hot. But he anyway, is gorgeous. <laughs> oh yikes! But ESPN very politically correct is the point I'm getting at, and True. very very tame, very watered down. You know, any of their edgier personalities. Hey, our friend Munga is doing really well producing Colin Cowherd's show. I was never really a fan, but Munga's having a great time working with him, and they have a show that's doing well on FS1. And he was he was mentioned a couple times uh, during the scouting combine. Uh, Munga was. Yes, he was. Oh, I love that. See, I was going to text him. I was going to text him, but I realized I don't have his number anymore, so I couldn't. But my yeah, buddy he, Lee's uh, been producing was, on that show call, a little bit. Colin gave him a few shoutouts. Yeah, well, see, that's great. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll tell him that you would give him a shout out if you only had his number. <laughs> so, you know, hey, Monk is a hard guy to get a hold of. Uh, so I don't know. I think that people are less enamored with ESPN. And, and I, look, I think that I mentioned the PC nature of it because of some of the things that I read. And I feel like there are people who listen to the broadcast who would agree that 
they have gone too far in that realm. And I was working on a show where Ben Shapiro was just talking about how what he wanted from ESPN was scores, not talking about how brave Caitlyn Jenner is hmm. when Caitlyn Jenner as an individual has not been a part of the sports world in a very long time. I think that's fair. Yeah. And, and, well, I, and I mean, you know, Car Kardashian stepfather, I mean, you're still dialed right in. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You're dialed, you're dialed right in. But at the same time, it's like, you know, so that's like one of the more conservative people that I, I can think of that isn't Milo. So, you know, so the most conservative human being I can think of. And but I think, I, I, I think it's show, a, it, too. Yeah, no, it depends on the show and it depends on it. And look, uh, NBC is guilty of this. Bob Costas will preach to us every once in a while. Uh, Dan Patrick sometimes feels like he needs to school us and, you know, scold us, really. So I, I think that that might be a bigger conversation about the media. But whether it's true or not, ESPN gives off this impression that it's skewed in a very in a very specific direction, a direction that did just lose a presidential election. So there's that. And I think that it got too big. There's too many channels. There's too much, you know, they just, they, you know, look, it, it was it was Studio 54 in 1979. They're like, sure, let's spend more money on this. Let's get all the, let's just fill the bathrooms with Coke. Let's have ESPN 2 and 3, ESPN Classic, and yeah, ESPN 3 is not just online, whatever, you know, and I, ESPN U, ESPN U, come on. People only want to see college football and college basketball. Nobody wants to watch lacrosse. Well, don't they have like ESPNW now, which is like ESPN Women? Oh, God. I, I wonder. <laughs> that was a very Leaf response, by the way. I'm sorry. Look, look. <laughs> women's sports suck in general. There are some sports that women can actually play and make it interesting. I would women's say, soccer. I was just going to say women's, women's soccer. Women's soccer is actually you care more about women's soccer than men's soccer. Like when the because US you're very sensitive and emotional on the inside. No, because the U.S. team actually matters. <laughs> the yeah, U.S. women's exactly. team is actually legitimate, so when the Women's World Cup comes around, I might watch a little bit of it and be like, go team. How, how much of this has to do with, and I, I forget now who it was who like ripped her shirt off on the field. Is Amy Wambach? Yeah, yeah. Would that have Brandy anything to do Chastain? with Chastain. Yeah, Chastain. Chastain. Chastain? <laughs> Yeah. Does that have anything to do yeah, with it? Or yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I love yeah. watching Leslie's bumps, cooters. Oh, but, uh... <laughs> oh no, you're really wearing the Liev mantle now. I'm but you, here's the thing. It. Here's the thing. I love it. I can't. I I don't have a problem. Look, I feel like we need more of that on the Blackcast. There's a lot. You know, look, the Blackcast has has definitely settled into a nice groove. Where we're we're an old married couple. All of us. You know, we're like, oh yeah, well, let's. Well, yeah, but I, I think that I think that Nightcrawler is cooler than Colossus. Oh, I like them both. You know, so when we can stir it up a little bit, that's why we need more Coltrane. And I said I made a vow that we would have more Coltrane in 2017. And by gum, we are having more Coltrane in 2017. Uh, anyway. I like it. I like it a lot. So to your point... Well, one of your points, uh, I'll distance myself from one of them. But uh, that is, of course, the opinion of Captain EO and also Liev, I'm sure. He yeah. would, if he heard that, he'd be like, yeah, exactly. But uh, women just aren't as athletic, so... I think that the biggest scam in all of this is that, you know, I talked about in, uh, the NBA deal that ESPN had to sign. When you sign a deal to carry the NBA, what do you also have to carry? The WNBA. The WNBA. Because... If they don't make you take it, oh, you're not going to take it. No. 
it's like bundling stuff together. It's like making a season ticket holder have to buy the preseason games because nobody's going to pay for that shit. My college hockey captain couldn't even make our Division Three basketball team, probably, and he actually helped in WNBA's New York team and could beat some of the girls one-on-one. Wow. And he couldn't even make a Division Three men's basketball team. I mean, so it's, it's obviously embarrassing. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's it's just a matter of like if one sex is going to like the part that makes sports entertaining is when you see somebody do something you could never do. Like when you watch Odell Beckham catch a ball with like two fingers, even if you hate the Giants, you're going to be like, that was extremely impressive. Right. When you watch somebody who's shorter than you go for a layup and miss it. And you're like, wow, that looks like I'm just watching kids outside. <laughs> then you're like, why would I pay any money or waste any of my time watching this? Women can have phenomenal skills and make plenty of sports exciting. But like any sport that they make it easier for a woman, like hockey, where they remove uh, like the physicality or like lacrosse, where they remove any point of playing the support. It just, I didn't even it, realize that there were different rules in those sports. That shows how little I know. So that, that there's women, no inner feminist in me. By the way, how great would it be if Will was here right now? I'd love to have this debate <laughs> with him because men's lacrosse is like a vicious, brutal gladiator match. Yeah. Women's lacrosse is the most boring sport ever. My sister played it. It's a whistle every five seconds. They constantly have out of bounds. Uh, that they're constantly going out if they like get too close to each other they're like whistle that just seemed mean you know the one thing that makes me think is that will would love women's lacrosse because there'd be whistles so often i feel like that's something that would <laughs> He's be just right like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you said it but anyway uh coltrane it's it's interesting because we'll get back to the espn part that led us into this very interesting conversation God, if we don't get mail for this episode, it just means no one's listening. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this was actually something I wanted to bring up. So it's interesting that this came up. So a new study found, this is not as interesting as our usual uh, our usual studies from the Daily Mail. A new study finds that female athletes are 50% more likely to have a sports-related concussion than men. That probably speaks to what you're saying, Jeff. That can't be surprising to you? Not at all. It's not every person can play professional sports and that's not even I know just, I can't well yeah it's not even just talking about physical body type because yeah. a lot of it is an attitude so I grew up uh, I played almost every sport um, but the one I kind of settled on was hockey and one thing I never understood in hockey is when kids would like get hit and then go down and just like lay on the ice like uh, I'm like you're covered in pads yeah. I've literally broken bones and popped back up why are you such a pussy I just it's it's a mentality of like when you're playing sports and you're kind of going into this like war, like whatever zone. I mean, maybe different people play differently. That was the way I always played. And you get like hit I, just like when I watching my sister play sports growing up, it's like the girls would collide and they'd all like lay down and have a nap and be like, are you OK? Yeah, are you OK? <laughs> with guys, it's like I remember getting hit in the throat with somebody's stick and I was just like, oh, that's how it's going to be. All right. By and, the way, hitting the throat with somebody's stick is a great new Farrah Abraham movie that mm-hmm. I would recommend everyone pick up. <laughs> Bada bing. Uh, anyway, just finish your thought, Jeff. Sorry. But, but I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised necess- that they're getting so many concussions considering they take out so much of, like, they take out um, most, like, hitting or anything in any of the contact sports for them. But it makes sense because it's like if you don't bring these girls up to be tough, to like be able to take these injuries, then yeah, they like bump into each other and they're like, I banged my head. It's like how you watch Tom Brady go for a tackle and he looks like an idiot. If you don't do it, 
you're not going to know how to do it. I think it's a it's a great point, and culture, and I'll get your thoughts on this in a moment. The look, the idea it, it was pointed out, and it's one of those things often t- touted by feminists. I completely agree that yes, Fred Astaire is impressive, but Ginger Rogers had to do it backwards, wearing high heels. So yes, that's more impressive. Oh, and yeah. I would say that women do need to be tougher because of attitudes that people have, you know, that, you know, look, we're having a conversation about women's sports being lesser. They need to be tougher and kind of show that they're able to prove it. Think about all those teams across the country where you hear that, you know, the girls team disbands. So then there's a girl who's now on, whether it's hockey or whatever, you have to be so much tougher Mm -hmm. than not the toughest guy on the team, but definitely tougher than an average guy because, you know, it's oh. obviously everybody's out to get you. Absolutely. I'd love to see, like, a, I'd love to see women that could actually make it in men's professional sports, like, if that if that comes about, because I'd love to see it, if they're on the same skill level, happen. I just, I feel uh, like it's doubtful. Per- perhaps you're not fair, not familiar with the FX drama Pitch about the Padres calling up a, a female pitcher. There you go. That's See, baseball is a good sport. How long did that show last? I don't know what the episode order was, but I, I, I knew somebody who wrote on it. I don't know if, if he... I think he did write an episode. I think it it did not get a back nine, as we call it. I think it just got 13 episodes. So To women's credit, Shocking. I will say I think Shocking. more professional ballerinas are probably tougher than half the like female professional sports athletes. I mean, if you athletes. think of how much time a ballerina has to put in and and just the amount of like control mm-hmm. over, you know. Look, of course they're they strong have, as fuck. and of course they have eating disorders because they're so focused on mm-hmm. everything that comes in, you know, and just what it does. You know, it's like, what is a cheeseburger gonna do to a, a, a ballerina? Oh yeah, I don't really want to be able to stand on my tippy toes for five hours afterwards. I mean, but it's not even just that. Like the amount of strength and like destruction and pain you put in your foot to get up on the little tippy toes and all yeah. that shit. I could never do that. And so dance is a great equalizer. Dance is a, is a medium in which I think there are a woman can show her athleticism and probably be far superior to a man because they've got more flexibility and other things that are important to that sport. Things like pool or uh, darts, which are kind of considered sports. A woman should absolutely be on the same par as a man. Yeah, female bowlers. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that they use a different ball. I, I don't actually know the answer. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. Although I realize that there's a joke to be made because I'm using the word ball. But I'm going to just power through and move past it because I do want Coltrane to get the opportunity to weigh in about female athletes being 50% more likely to have a sports-related concussion than men. I kind of agree. Like, I, I'm a little surprised at that. I just, I'm surprised because I feel like in a lot of, a lot of these sports, like the the majority of the ways that, that that they would get concussions, I feel like would be eliminated. Although I guess, in fairness, it seems like soccer is a sport that um, youth, like kids growing up, tend to get more concussions playing soccer than anything else, which seems surprising until you realize that they head the ball and they don't have uh, they don't use helmets or anything. So, I mean, I, I'm a little bit surprised by that, but there's just a basic element that people get mad when you talk about and they get mad like when when it's brought up but there's there's evolutionary and genetic reasons that these that this stuff happens and it's like it's like uh eo said if you have the same skills to do something i have no problem with it but not everyone has those same skills and when it comes to the majority of the sports that people want to watch like there there are just people are just built differently 
and some people are built for it and some people are not. And it just tends to be that way. So, but it's like when you actually address that and you actually say, well, that's a fact. It's like, no, how dare you say that? You can't actually say that. Everything's equal, but it's like, it's not. I would love to be a professional athlete, but I can't. I'm not, I am not built well enough to do that. But it's just like, it's, so it's, it's just a whole like sort of genetic thing where it's like, there's, some people are built to be able to do it. Some people aren't. And it just seems like for most of sports, there doesn't seem to be the same level of, I, I don't know how to describe it, but the same level of ability for females to do the same things that men are doing. So like you said, dance, absolutely. Like that is a great equalizer because both sides can do it equally, but not every sport can be done equally. And that is, I don't know. I don't even want to say it's unfortunate. It's just a fact. And so it's, an interesting dynamic that you can't if you actually address it and you actually bring it up it's like no no no, you can't say that but it's like you kind of have to because uh, there otherwise there's no other reason it's just one person it, one person is better at it but you can't actually address why that's why that is why that is so i don't know it's 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 one of those conversations that you, you never really like to get into because everyone gets mad at you when you address things that are you know factually based but that's, the, that, that's just sort of the way that I feel about it. I think of it like this. A, a man's body can easily maintain like 5% body fat. A woman's body would be grossly unhealthy at that level. So if you just go by like pure science, a guy could have more uh, fast twitch or like specifically athletic muscles with less weight to carry around. You're just, you're built, we were built to have like, just like everywhere in the animal kingdom where like, male and female species uh male and female of the species are built differently like female praying mantises are larger so that they can eat the male praying mantis like that's just how that works you know in a lot of uh, parts of the animal kingdom the female is built to do more stuff like female lions are built to hunt and nurture but then the males have to be big right. and strong enough to beat up each other so it's, yeah. it's, it's, no, it's, it's a, a strange a, dynamic it's a great point what we're not saying is that there aren't women athletes who are tough like before ronda rousey started getting her face beat in every match like mm -hmm. you know and by the way she takes a punch like a champ by the For way sure. so she still takes a punch but you just would look at her and you go like okay that shit's crazy you know those aren't really sports that i enjoy men or women you know your ufc and all that and wwe and all that but there are plenty, you know, and I mean, the Williams sisters, it's a different skill set. And it's really more Serena than Venus, right? I mean, yeah. that's a safe thing to say. Serena is or jacked. Yeah. Like, Serena could beat the shit out of me. Just like if I would. If, oh, if she kicked in this door right now and uh -huh. she might. I would uh, run. She would. Yeah, we would both be dead and Coltrane would have to uh, try to ding the bell via the phone. Uh-huh. And she'd be coming for you next, Coltrane. Probably any <laughs> professional female fighter, well, almost any of them could kick the shit out of me. Like, they're, the, That's fair. the only advantage I would probably have is if I, like, flop on them and somehow break one of their bones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't want it to seem like we were saying, but you're comparing all these sports to men. And it, it's an unfair comparison, but at the same time, if you want inclusion you want everybody to be the same we are going to compare you and having different rules for these sports while understandable might not be the best way to sort of gain the acceptance and in some cases like what you're talking about jeff it might make these sports even 
less compelling to watch mm -hmm. you know male gymnastics is way less interesting than female gymnastics because, because you don't want to watch dudes flip around like that and see their butts and because <laughs> the female gymnasts can be tinier and therefore like simone biles yeah. barely five feet or whatever she was and is able to do like a million flips because she's such a tiny body it can rotate and do all these insane things that a normal person or a longer larger person could never do Tying it all back to what <laughs> led us down this very interesting conversation, which I stand by being controversial, shocking, explosive, <laughs> and I won't get any mail about it. But, you know, I'll, I'll solicit it on Facebook, <laughs> The Blackcast on Facebook, at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-S-T. But I think this has been a great conversation that we've had about this. But we did get down this road by talking about ESPN, and I wanted to ask Coltrane, do you feel like the worldwide leader in sports, which we'll probably have to take that name away. Do you think it'll still be around in 10 years? I think a variation of it will be around in 10 years. I just don't think it will be nearly what it is now. So it'll be like MySpace. Um, Somebody buys the brand name because they feel like they can use it, but it won't be like it is now. I mean, I feel like it will sort of revert back to more like what it originally was, where it would be like you'd have like sports center. So there will actually be a place where you can go and watch sports and like or sports highlights and you can just get like scores and a few highlights from the games and that'll be it and there'll be you know whatever because in 10 years who knows like how, how the internet's going to work or anything there will be some form of a website I, again who knows what that what that will be at that point but it will be something like that where you can go and you can you know sort of like like check on a little more fact-based stuff and and less opinion because i just feel like they're they have spread themselves too thin with opinion, except that all of the opinion is one-sided. And so, like, they've got so many different shows that are all opinion shows, but they're all basically the same show because they all have the same opinion. And anyone who has a different opinion is, you know, sort of sent down their way. So I just think that at a certain point, like, no one really cares and no one really wants to hear it. It's, it's sort of like the new evolution of SportsCenter right now where it's like, hey, it's the sixth. And it's supposed to be like hip and it's like new and everyone's got it and stuff. And it's like, it sucks. It's, it's sort of like sports center was, except that it's two people who aren't nearly as cool as they think they are, but they keep trying to use lingo to like sound like they're like really cool, but it doesn't actually give you anything. It doesn't give you any more than if I just go online and check out ESPN.com or, you know, like NBC sports.com or something and like actually just go and get like the, the scores and highlights. So like it, you have to actually get back to what people actually want to see. And once your opinion becomes entirely one-sided, that's great if everyone in the world is on your side. But if they're not, then you lose the, the audience. And when you're already spread too thin and you're losing audience, you sort of were greedy at the beginning because as you were talking about at the very beginning of this, where there are fewer cable subscribers now, but ESPN still wants, to, wants the cable companies to pay the premium, not realizing that you're going to just limit yourself even more. You know, like 50% of, of, some, of something is better than 100% of nothing. And so ESPN doesn't re didn't really seem to get that memo. They just thought, no, no, we're great, and everyone loves us, not realizing, like, uh-oh, wait a second, everybody's unplugging, and fewer and fewer people have TV, have cable. Everyone's got Netflix and Hulu and whatever, and they can just go on a website and get a few highlights, and that's all anyone really wants anyways. So... I think ESPN has sort of screwed themselves and they're trying to figure out how to fix it. And I don't know that they, I don't know that they have the right people in place to do that. So 
I think in the future ESPN will be scaled back again because it has to be in order to survive, which is why, again, they're dumping a ton of people because they have to. And I, eventually they will have to sort of limit themselves so that they can actually like have something that's effective and that works as opposed to having a whole lot of nothing that no one cares about anymore. I'm pretty sure they're going to pivot into textiles and rebrand as the worldwide leader in jorts. <sighs> He was sitting on that joke for a good two and a half minutes. He was so excited. He was so proud of himself. But I have to say, I kind of loved it. That could be a great title for this episode because there's a lot of things that I don't want to title it. But the worldwide leader in jorts, that might just be it. And on that note, we are out of time for what has been a lively, spirited, and I say fascinating, maybe even, as I said before, explosive, controversial, scandalous <laughs> Bladcast. Uh, thank you, uh, Coltrane, for uh, chiming in on the other side of the country at Coltrane Lakes. Come on, Spambots. He'll take you to dinner. He'll do butt stuff. It's all right. He's made it known. He wants you to elect him president of the Spambots. He will definitely do that. And, of course, we have Captain EO at Jeff Duray. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And we will see you next time on the Blackcast. <laughs> <laughs>